One of the most dangerous things you can be when it comes to your health is complacent. And unfortunately, there's a lot that can cause you to be complacent. So we're tackling this today. What complacency culture is, why it's toxic, and what you can do about it. Fun fact is this is actually an episode I aired around this time last year. And I don't know about you, but personally, just with the transition of the seasons, and it really feels like my kids are in school now, having to navigate all of that, it's hard to stay consistent, to not just settle into a rhythm that's easy and still challenge yourself. So this is something I personally need to preach to myself, but I also want to bring it to any of the moms that are struggling with this right now with the, well, this is the easier route. So I'm just going to take it because sometimes we do need a little bit of a challenge. So I hope this throwback episode encourages you and spurs you on. Welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast, where you'll get the equipping and encouragement you need to do the hard things that lead to a healthy life. I'm Liz, and I'm a mom just like you. I've struggled in my journey, but I overcame by educating myself and by hearing about moms who had done hard things too. Get ready for the information you want and the motivation you need. You ready, friend? It's tough love time. What is complacency? The definition of it is self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. Now that's kind of like a heavy definition in my opinion. It's a little, some big words in there. You know, we use the word danger and deficiencies and unawareness. It's like, whoo, it's kind of like a heavy definition. But in other words, if you were to define complacency a little more simply, it's apathy. It's being apathetic. And I actually talked about this a few weeks ago in a Tough Love Tip Tuesday episode. It was episode 99 if you want to go back and listen to it. But complacency, apathy, however you want to call it, it's being in a place where you just stay still. You're sitting there going, you know, it's good enough. I think that would be the the best phrase to kind of define complacency as good enough. You know, I don't need to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like it. This is good enough. I'll settle. That's kind of what comes to mind when I think of being apathetic. Again, episode 99 dives a little more into that because I think it's a nuanced topic. There's definitely some stuff that comes along with apathy that can be serious. But when it comes to complacency, um, it's definitely something that your mind is just going, I'll settle. I will settle. And that's dangerous. That's a dangerous place to be in. And in this definition, it talks about being accompanied by unawareness. And I think some of it is awareness too, because we kind of know when we're settling. I think we can recognize that. But again, in some, it's being pleased and feeling like you don't have to do anything about your situation. It's good enough where it is. So it might sound like, especially for moms, mom life is hard. Be easy on yourself. Or, you know, life is really hard right now. I'm just going to go easy on myself. It's all good. Or my kids are crazy and their schedules are insane. So I'll start making changes when life slows down because I just can't right now, or I birthed a baby, my body isn't the same. So why would I try to change? Why would I try to get healthier or get stronger? Uh, Those are just some little examples of what it might sound like, whether it's coming from outside sources or within yourself. And some examples, some like tangible examples of complacency are having a lack of investment in yourself or others. So you're not investing time or finances 
or whatnot in things that are good for you or good for others like your family, whether that is healthy food, time spent exercising and moving your body, uh, prioritizing how you spend your time so you're not just sitting on the couch all day scrolling or watching TV, which I know you don't sit on the couch all day because you're a mom. (laughs) I know you're on your feet a lot. Like my Apple Watch, I told my husband one time, (laughs) once once Royce was a toddler and I think, I think when we had two, I mean, once I became a mom and had an Apple watch, it was a few years into motherhood. I was like, whoa, I'm like not leaving the house and I'm walking three miles a day. He was like, no way. And I'm like, I'm serious. That's what my watch says. I know you're not on the couch all day, but an example is not having that investment in yourself, whether it's time, money, mental energy, uh, or others loss of passion for your work. So when motherhood starts to feel really mundane, when you're just not enthusiastic about your journey and not like you're going to be excited to show up and work out every day, I'll be honest, the past couple of weeks, I'm kind of like, ugh, again, (laughs) when it comes to my workouts in the morning, but I know it's what's good for me. I know if I don't do it, I'll really regret it versus that kind of regretful feeling of, I wish I could just sleep right now, staying in bed, right? So having that kind of sustained loss of passion for your work or what you put your time towards, even if it's not a job, you know, motherhood, whatever it is, Um, disinterest in other opportunities or promotions. This was like an example I found on Google. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if we could get promotions as moms? (laughs) I guess we do when we have second, third, fourth kids, right? But just having disinterest in things that come up, social events, outings, you know, getting to, I don't know, do something fun with other moms. I don't know, disinterest in general, or less think this one really hit home, a really big example of complacency. And I think this, you'll be like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm." less thinking before action. So taking it back to episode last week with Kaysen, reacting instead of responding, just kind of going with what your gut says, going with your emotions, going with how you feel versus making an intentional choice. So why, I mean, you can kind of, kind of already guess, but why is all this toxic? Why does all of this have a negative impact on you and on your journey? There's no such thing as staying the same when it comes to being complacent. So when I picture, I'm a very visual person. So when I like hear a word, I kind of picture something in my head. And when I hear complacency, I just picture this stillness, like you're still in one place not moving forward or backward, but there's no such thing as that. There's no such thing as like, I'm just stuck in this one place. No, if you really feel stuck, you're actually regressing. You're moving backwards. We're either growing or we're dying. And I know that's drastic, but we're either moving forward or we're moving backward. There's no in between. There's no sitting still. So when you're being complacent, you're actually regressing. I consider it a drift. Like, you know, you could just put something into a lake there's a bit of a tide and it's going to move with that. You don't realize it's happening. Like say you go out in a canoe in the middle of the lake. I don't know why, but say you do, <laughs> you and you stop paddling, you just sit there. You're not going to realize that you're being drifted to one side of the lake or to the middle or wherever. You're not going to realize that it's happening because it's so small. The shifts are so small, but it is. And when you feel like you're complacent and just stuck in one place when you're actually regressing, it's ruining you you're taking steps backwards in your journey. And when messaging out there in the world that's coming from external sources into your ears, into your eyes, makes it okay. And honestly, a lot of mom culture justifies it, justifies this complacency, justifies the struggle. And they're not wrong. It's hard, but it doesn't have to be the first thing we think of. It doesn't have to be the way we live our lives as moms. 
when you constantly are taking that in, it becomes what you believe to be true about your life, about your journey, about how you're supposed to show up, about how your mindset's supposed to be, that it's okay to just be this way and not have any desire to change, to progress. So it's toxic. I mean, when you start latching on to complacent messages and complacent people (laughs) that are putting that out there, it's ruining you. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I hope you hear my conviction in that. It just, it's, it's out there and it is not good. It's not good for you and you're important, but the way you show up is how your kids learn to show up when they become adults, when they become teenagers, when they can start making decisions on their own. So it's important to them too. So what can you do about it? Cause I'm not going to leave you with that, like, Oh, that heavy message of, okay, I'm convicted now. What can you do about it? What are some actual practical steps that you can take So you don't get stuck in that place of complacency. Yes. Are we going to have moments where we feel a little complacent? Are we going to have moments where it's hard, where you take a couple steps back? Yes. That's called being human. It is so, so, so normal to have a couple steps forward and a couple steps back. And maybe it's like two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back for like three weeks. Okay. That's life. But if you keep doing that and then you're like, oh, I'm going to justify XYZ and let it impact my journey negatively because it's fine. It's whatever, whatever. You know, if you start doing that, letting that complacency in, it's going to be two steps forward, three steps back, two steps forward, four steps back. And that's, that's how it happens. Again, that drift without us even noticing it. So let's go back to the examples I gave of complacency. First one, lack of investment in yourself or others. Okay. This looks like taking time for yourself. So maybe you need to cut out the scrolling for a little bit and go to bed a little earlier so you can get up a little earlier and have 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever to yourself in the morning so you can move your body or just have some silence, whatever it is. Maybe it's time for yourself in the day to go for a workout, go for a walk, go for a run, move your body with your kids. Um, On the weekends, be like, hey, I'm going to go take the afternoon to myself because I need to recharge. That's something I've had to learn how to do, communicate with my husband, because I have that need. <laughs> I need I need those breaks. I need those times by myself where I can, you know, simply go get groceries alone. I know people are like, that's not self-care, but it really is. It really is. So take time, invest time for yourself and invest time in others. I think the biggest way you can do this is to be present. Put your phone down, leave it in another room. You know, turn the TV off, have dinner with your family, have dinner with your family, cook dinner have a dinner at the table instead of buying fast food, be present with the people in your life. That's a simple, these are simple ways to invest in yourself and others. And y'all, a lot of this is free. (laughs) It's like, I did say invest time, money, you know, invest your mental energy, but the most fruit comes from when you're investing your time and your mental energy in yourself and other people. The money is like, is it tertiary? Is that third? Big word, pat myself on the back there, (laughs) but invest in yourself, invest in others, loss of passion for what you do. I want you to revisit why you're doing what you do, whether it's, and this is like, I'm speaking in generic terms here as a mom. If you have a job outside of the home, revisit why you're doing what you do. Why do you want to work out? Why do you want to eat healthier? Revisit that. And I know it's tacky, like find your why, man, that kind of stuff. (laughs) I, I feel goofy saying that. But truly, revisit why you're doing this, the deep down reasons, not because you want to lose a few pounds, not because you want to be confident in your body. Why do you want to do it for your kids? Why do you want to do it for your long-term health? Why do you want to do it so you can be around to see your great-grandkids, God God willing? 
that will reinvigorate a lot of passion for doing what you want to do. And passion doesn't look like excitement all the time. Passion looks like conviction. Passion looks like, I don't feel like doing this right now, but I'm going to follow through anyways. We get that confused all the time, that passion is supposed to be this enthusiasm and this excitement and this joy and this energy around doing what we want to do. When ultimately passion just means, passion means you're convicted, you're committed. You are going to follow through no matter what. Think of a passionate athlete. They have like fire in their eyes, daggers. They're going to do whatever it takes to win. I want you to be passionate about what you do, not because it brings you joy all the time, but because you have a conviction about you to follow through. Mm. So revisit why you're doing what you do. That will bring up that conviction, that passion. If you find yourself having disinterest in other opportunities, whether that means like going out with some other moms or changing up your routine. Um, I don't know, just things that would bring more variety and spice to your life. Get yourself out of your comfort zone and just do it. You have to just rip off the bandaid and do those things. Sometimes get out of your comfort zone and those things become a little bit easier. And then the biggest one that I think can be this underlying current that just makes this drift of complacency happen is not thinking before acting. So this is a huge one, a huge one. And in a couple of weeks, I have an episode coming up about mindless eating specifically, because I think this really applies to it. But in all things, whether it's when your alarm goes off in the morning, or you've got a couple of things on your to-do list, you keep putting off and you just need to do them. Or if it's around food and you're doing less thinking before acting, you're re- reacting instead of responding. I want you to breathe, literally. <sighs> like stop yourself and take a breath. Think logically for a hot second, be like, okay, I know I need to do this. And I want you to logically think, do I have the time right now? Is it going to take as long as I think it's going to take? What will it take? What are the steps I need to do to finish through, like follow through on this and then decide, can I do that right now? Or can I realistically not do it? That way you're not being emotional about your decision-making. You're being intentional about your decision-making, breathe, think, decide. Cool. Those are the things you can do to fight back on complacency. It is not something that needs to run your life. So I want you to recognize one area in your life, and I'm I'm talking about your journey mostly here, but it can be in other areas too. Recognize one area that you've gotten complacent in and do something about it. Do something about it. Maybe you need to start doing the breathe, think, decide, being more intentional instead of reactive. Maybe you need to get out of your comfort zone. Maybe you need to look at your time and how you're spending it or your mental energy and reprioritize so you can invest more in yourself and in others. Or maybe you need to revisit why you're doing what you do and reinvigorate that passion and conviction, whatever it is, or all four. Don't overload yourself though. Don't don't be go big or go home. Just pick one and do something about it. Follow through, make a slight change. It's in those small, slight changes that you make a big difference over time. Okay. In starting point sessions, we go over a lot of this because again, complacency can become pervasive without you even realizing it. And the way starting point sessions are structured, we do deal with a lot of the, okay, what are realistically your circumstances right now? What is the change you want to make? And how can we intentionally and logistically and realistically change one area so it can be this waterfall effect, it can start impacting other areas of your journey and making change in those other areas easier because you started with one starting point and you got consistent with it and you got disciplined. Starting point sessions fight back 
on all these things that complacency can cause by simply picking one thing at a time, getting accountability from me and following through. So go book yours at thetoughlovemom.com. I want you to fight back on complacency every day because it's not just about us. It's about our kids and it's about our kids' kids and the ones after that because we are the ones setting the stage, setting the foundation for future generations in our health. So let's do something about it, okay? Go get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.